Support for this podcast comes from Canva. When you look good, you feel good. But when your presentations look great, it can feel like you're walking on a cloud. You can design stunning work presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos with Canva. Start with a designer-made template. Use it as a springboard for your design. Add images, graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's why you might want to check out State Farm Small Business Insurance. Why? Because State Farm agents are small business owners too, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome to the Property Pod's Office Hours. This is the part of the show where we answer your questions about business, big tech, entrepreneurship, and whatever else is on your mind. If you'd like to submit a question, please email a voice recording to officehours at propertymedia.com. Again, that's officehours at propertymedia.com. I have not heard or read these questions. First question. Scott, hi, this is Brian from New York City. I'm a long-term holder of Apple, as I believe you are. Earlier in 2022, I took profits on all my tech holdings, except Apple, believing it is uniquely positioned to sail through these difficult economic times. I also took comfort in knowing that Apple is Berkshire Hathaway's biggest holding. Since the Chinese Party Congress a few weeks ago, in which the party leader appeared to adopt a more aggressive tone against Taiwan, I'm now wondering if holding on to Apple is such a smart move. Were China to invade Taiwan, many pundits see the results for Apple as nothing short of catastrophic. From a risk management perspective, how do you view the risk and potential impact of a Chinese invasion of Taiwan on owning Apple stock? Well, that is a complicated and thoughtful question, Brian, from New York City. So trying to assess geopolitical risk and how it impacts stock prices, I don't know, I feel like that's a question more for Ian Bremmer. Look, Apple sees this risk and is trying to, my understand, is divest a bit away from China, although they're inextricably linked to China. And by the way, I think that's a good thing. I think that probably the two things that make an invasion of Taiwan less likely are, one, the bravery of the Ukrainian army that is pushing back against a much bigger, more ferocious army, which is probably giving Chinese generals some pause in terms of what they probably believe would be an easy victory over Taiwan. And two, we need China or Apple needs China, but China needs Apple. There are more employees working for Apple in China than in the U.S. And Xi Jinping still needs to bring tens or hundreds of millions of people out of poverty into the middle class. Otherwise, there's, a, you know, the likelihood of revolution goes up. So I think actually Apple in some ways being in China is sort of a good thing, not only for, not only for Apple, not only for China, but just for geopolitical safety. Now, as it relates to the stock price, uh, Apple trades at kind of historically high PEs. I think it's at a P of 24, 25 now. It has held up really well. But I think your approach is the wrong one. And that is, I think the dimension or the analysis that that should drive your investment decisions or the tail that should wag the dog here isn't trying to assess geopolitical risk. It's to look at your portfolio. And if you've enjoyed the kind of run-up I enjoyed in Apple, I've owned Apple since, I think, 2010. I think it's up, I don't know, 10 or 15-fold. And I've sold along the way, and it's still worth a lot more than when I bought it. 
But look at your total portfolio. What percentage of your wealth or your stock portfolio does Apple represent? If it's only 10 or 20% of your portfolio, like the company, okay, fine, hold on if you think the prospects are good. But if it's grown, which I bet it has, to be a bigger and bigger part of your portfolio, then maybe think about taking some chips off the table and investing in some other stuff, maybe outside of U.S. tech, because U.S. tech has had such an incredible run-up. I find there's always a regression to the mean. What do I mean by that? Everyone gets their turn at the woodshed and in the sunshine. And it's been really sunny for Apple for a long time. Most valuable company in the world. Typically, a company that's the most valuable company in the world doesn't stay there for longer than 10 years. I don't care if it's GE or Cisco or Exxon or Saudi Aramco or Apple, which is now the most valuable company in the world. I love the company. You don't have to sell all, but look at your portfolio. Spend more time trying to balance your portfolio across different, different asset classes and different regions because your Kevlar is diversification. So the geopolitical risk, bottom line is, I don't know. Next question. Robert here from Omaha, Nebraska. My question is a macro one. What do you think of the future of commissioned sales reps in the new economy? In a world of near-perfect information between buyer and seller, do you believe that the commissioned salesperson represents an uneconomic tax on commerce? And will that career be a viable career path for young people into the future? Would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, Robert from Omaha, Nebraska. So according to ZipRecruiter, the average salary of a commission salesperson in the U.S. is currently around $50,000 per year. In New York, commission sales reps can easily make up to six figures, easily. As a matter of fact, I would argue if you're not making six figures in New York, you're not going to last very long. Here's the bottom line. Anyone in your company that people think is not that talented but makes a lot more money than them, there's a word for that, salesperson. On a risk-adjusted basis, people who can sell will make more money relative to their efforts than anyone else. The bottom line is, if you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to make a shit ton of money, you have to learn how to sell. You know what is one of the things? You know what are the things that are sort of the pillars of my success? One, I'm ridiculously fucking lucky. I was born a white heterosexual male in 1964, California, which meant free education, processing power, coming of age in the internet. Two, the irrational passion for my well-being of my mother. And three, I was forced to sell at a young age. I was not only, I not only had a paper route, I used to go sell the goddamn subscription, not to the LA Times, but to the Herald Examiner. Try selling the number two paper in the US. I used to sell chocolates. I used to sell magazines from a young age. I was knocking on doors. Also, as a young man, I was six foot, 130 pounds when I got my driver's license with bad acne. And guess what? I wanted to go to the prom. So I learned how to approach women and endure rejection. You know, that, that may sound kind of trivial or strange, but your ability to be successful in life, whether it's money, whether it's mating, is a function of your ability not only to sell, but your ability to sell is your ability to withstand rejection. And the majority of people, the majority, are not willing to endure rejection. If you want to start a company, if you want to make more money than your peers relative to your efforts, you better learn how to sell. Being a salesperson, if you can sell, you will always find a great way to make a living. And if you want to be an entrepreneur, and if you want to be a CEO, and if you ever want to run for office, boss, you better learn how to do one thing, two things, sell and endure rejection. Thanks for the question. 
We have one quick break before our final question. Stay with us. When your work presentations and docs look good, you look good. You can design stunning work presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos with Canva. You can start with a designer-made template, then use that as a springboard for your design. Add images, graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Or get a huge head start with AI-powered Canva presentations and docs. Just describe what you want with a few words, and Canva will generate amazing slides and text in seconds. It's AI that anybody can use, no matter what department you work in or whatever work task you need to get done. Look, we all need to visually communicate at work. Canva makes it easy to get your point across while looking professional. And at the end of it all, that stunning Canva presentation is going to make you look good. Wow any audience and finish your work faster. Start designing today at canva.com. Design for work. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You've heard it before. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But it's more than just a tagline. Because State Farm agents are small business owners themselves who live and work in your community. And if you're in the market for small business insurance, who better to work with than an agent who understands what it takes? State Farm agents can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. Talk to your local State Farm agent today about small business insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome back. Question number three. Hi, Crafty. My name is Nikki, and I'm a 28-year-old project manager from Las Vegas. My question is about the path forward for young professionals who have been affected by the downturn in technology. I work for a VC firm headquartered in Palo Alto and found out this week that I'm being laid off at the start of the new year. In line with your predictions over the last few months about the recession for information age workers, like I'm sure many others feel right now, it seems like I'm putting myself back on the market at a time when morale is only getting dimmer. I love what I do, and I want to keep growing my career in the tech industry. What would you suggest as the best path forward for someone like me and so many others who are being laid off just as we are beginning to hit our professional stride? Thanks, and I love listening to the Prof G pod and Pivot every week. Uh, Nikki from Las Vegas, thanks so much for uh, your authenticity. Thanks for your honesty. Uh, first off, Nikki, if you're at a VC at the age of 28, the VC industry is actually a very small industry. And people call me and say, I want to be a VC or I want to be in private equity. I'm like, well, good luck with that. It's, it's an industry that people think it's much bigger than it is. There's actually very few jobs in venture capital, even fewer in private equity. So if you were able to get a job in venture capital, it means one thing. You are an impressive young woman, and you are the solution to a lot of firms' problems. So, yeah, getting laid off, it sucks. You deserve to mourn for a little while, and then you have to move on and, again, stand in front of the mirror and go, I am an impressive young woman, and I am the solution to a firm's problem. And what do you need to do? You need to get out there and immediately start interviewing, start calling people, start reaching out to friends, reaching out to firms to find out if they have a corporate investing arm. Think about the things you enjoyed about VC. Would you like to be in corporate development for an organization? Would you like to be uh, in investor relations? There are so many ways your skills could go. And what do you want to do? You want to start just putting yourself out there, doing informational interviews, calling on friends, just getting out there. Also, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. No job's going to be the perfect job. I'm not saying take the first thing. Have a kitchen cabinet of people who advise you. But what you don't want, quite frankly, is to still be looking in a year. And also, also, it is not dark yet. I mean, it's barely, it is, 
it is, there's some clouds, but it is still really sunny out, Nikki. Employment is still really strong. And there are a lot of companies, maybe not in the growth economy as much, but there are a lot of companies that want people with your skills. You are in the sweet spot. We always anchor off the highs. Is the market not as good for someone like you a year ago? Yeah, but guess what? At this moment, it's better than it has been for 90% of history. And the fact that you got as far as you did, as young as you are, means that you're, in a word, awesome. This is a mild bump in the road. If you, when you are older, when you are my age, you will look back on this, Nikki, I promise you, and you will not be upset about being laid off. You'll be upset at how upset you were. Get back on the horse, assemble a kitchen cabinet, get out there, start talking to people. And Nikki, if you got this far, it means you are really damn good. That's all for this episode. Again, if you'd like to submit a question, please email a voice recording to officehours at propgmedia.com. Our producers are Caroline Shagrin and Drew Burroughs. Sammy Resnick is our associate producer. If you like what you heard, please follow, download, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to the Prop G Pod from the Vox Media Podcast Network. We will catch you next week. Thanks to Canva for their support. You're busy, there's no denying that, and we all wish for just a little more time in the day. So why not let Canva help you get your work done faster and more efficiently? You can get started with their AI-powered presentations. Just describe what you want with a few words and Canva will generate amazing slides in seconds. It's AI that anybody can use, no matter what department you work in or whatever task you need to get done. Finish your deck faster. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. 'm I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com designed for work. Canva.